Hi everyone, it's only your favorite author, Shagilala Salami, on the Shagilala Salami Show, my virtual cafe. I have missed you all so, 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 so much. It's been like forever, right? It's like life just got in the way and, you know, being a mom and, you know, and then it was summer and we had to go away abruptly. So, you know, so I should have given you guys a bit of notice, but things your life just got in the way so, so quickly. And then only last week I held my first virtual summit. I thought it went really, really well. I had some amazing speakers come on the show um you know um and it was previous guest so i had a gentleman by the name of jack hm wong um and he's a he was or he is a business coach consultant lawyer in singapore and the next guest was nadine bryan and she was from the uk and she's a makeup um she was starting her own makeup company and then we had the digital marketer, um, Femi Oyale, and he was from the Lo he's from London as well. And then we had another uh, speaker from Nigeria, and his name was Harrison Akadidi. So it was really um, it was a very successful um, summit, I thought myself. So literally, that's basically um, all I've been up to the last few weeks. And so I kind of like didn't get much chance for my podcast. I'm sorry, but I'm back now. I'm back now. And I'm here to just harass people and kick them out of my um, cafe. So I've got my hot chocolate ready. I mean, it's summer, and but then it's a nice, warm, sunny day. But then it's not that warm again in London. And you know how London weather is, right? Anywho, so who have I got here? Because I can see a nice gentleman. Who have I got here? Hello. Hello. Yes. Oh, well, someone. I thought for a second he had, he had dropped out. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Can you introduce yourself? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I am. Mark, I am Mark Miller. I was looking for the cue. I yes. am Mark Miller. Oh, I, didn't he hear me? And we did practice this a little while ago, but. <laughs> Well, you can edit this. Anyway, uh, <laughs> my name is Mark Miller. I am the owner of Career Pivot. Uh, I help people in the second half of life make career transitions. Uh, I have a what we call an eclectic background. Uh, I've had did 22 years with IBM. Uh, after they screwed me in my pension, I left and went to work for a successful tech startup. Um, three years in, back in 2002. Uh, I, I'm a big-time cyclist. I came down a hill at about 25 miles an hour, turned into a blind turn, and unfortunately there was a Toyota Corolla coming the other direction at about the same speed, and we hit head-on. Uh, spent five days in the trauma center. Uh, I tore up a knee. I broke a hip. I dislocated a shoulder, broke a bunch of ribs, uh, broke the clavicle. I had imprints in the pads of the helmet in my head, but I had no internal injuries and no brain injuries I'm willing to admit to. Oh, wow. uh, they had me, yes, uh, they had me walking on crutches in three days. I was back on a bike in 10 weeks, flying back to China in four months. Oh, by the way, I flew right back into the middle of the SARS epidemic in Guangdong province. Wow. It's like, I, like I say, that's my WTF moment. Uh, the startup had left us debt-free, uh, didn't leave us rich. So I went off and taught high school math in an inner city high school for two years. Couldn't do that and stay healthy. <clears throat> I then I I then did a year of nonprofit work. I, I did a, 
I did a year at the Jewish Community Center. Uh, as I like to joke, as a non as a non Jew, being the face of a Jewish organization is interesting. Mm-hmm. I then I then relapsed. I discovered I can't work nonprofits, so I then I then went back. I joke. I relapsed. Went back into a uh, into another tech startup. I uh, did that for three years, and in 2012, I started Career Pivot because I've watched most of my friends get worked out in these last two recessions, and they will never be able to retire. And I have been a professional career changer. I am on my seventh career. Wow. So uh, I, I joke, I'm a recovering engineer. Yes, there's a 12-step program for that. <laughs> so I put everything into systems. Yes, I have systems around how you figure out who the heck you are, what is your brand, which you do have, and how do I implement that to take me to the next step? So is that good enough for you? Yeah, no, no, that sounds interesting. So what's your poison? What's my poison? I help people. I, I, I pick people's personalities apart. I mean, what would you like to drink? It's a cafe after all. Oh, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a coffee drinker, black. I'm a real man. I don't put anything in my coffee. Perfect. Okay. We will, we will get that. And what would you like with your coffee? Your real man coffee, black. <laughs> I don't eat with my coffee. I, you know, I, I have a coffee shop here in Austin, Texas. I walk in. I don't have to say anything. They just make, get me a small black coffee. I'm a simple guy. Hmm. Interesting. Coffee without gets no cakes, no nothing. No, I live in Texas. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what the correlation is, but I'm sure I'm just having baby brain. You know, probably everybody else. <laughs> no, I. I am used to. I'm. I. I drink smoothies for breakfast. Okay. And, and 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 then I go get my coffee. Interesting. Okay, so whilst but, we're getting your real man coffee, I'll see who else I've got. I can see a nice lady with a natural hairstyle. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I am great. How are you? I am good. Apart from suffering from baby brain, and I know this baby brain is going to be with me till my daughter turns 21, possibly 25. Uh, but yes, other than that, I'm fabulous. Well, I don't know about baby brain, but I can tell you that the baby weight does that. You know, I'm still carrying my baby weight and my daughter's 22. So. <laughs> okay. Well, something to look forward to. Cause you know, the other day I was trying, you know what, seriously, I was trying to just make myself not feel bad. Cause I was looking, I was like, oh, once upon a time I was this size and now I'm double the size I was once upon a time. Well, you know, I say, you know what, my body did magical things. I say my body, my body is a portal, right? Nobody else can claim that. It's a portal. Exactly. It's the only magical portal there is. So you know what? I don't even it's all right. We've done magical things. Absolutely. So tell me about yourself. What's your name, first of all? People I come Bernard. to me and no one introduces themselves. So I have to ask. This is rude. Why do I have to ask? <laughs> I, well, we were we were chatting at first. We were chatting at first, so that was fine. So I'm Bernadette L. Harris. I am a tax and forensic accountant. I am in the States. I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm also an author, 
and um, a business strategist. And so I work with small business owners, teaching them how to start, run, and grow their businesses the right way. And the right way is just making sure that you have, again, some of those systems in place to where you have the proper foundation in your business um, so that you don't fail. And then the forensic piece of what I do is I also teach small business owners and medium-sized business owners how to protect themselves from fraudsters. And so I specialize in um, occupational fraud, which is internal theft. You know, that's when your employees are stealing from you. Um, So I teach business owners how to not be victims of um, fraud. My, I've written four books, and the last two books are um, our number one sellers, and it is Business Blueprint 2.0, and, this, and the fourth book is Did You Hire a Fraud? Um, and so, again, both of those books are great um, instructional guides for small business owners and um, very, very easy reads. Why didn't I know you before now? I don't know. But you know me now, so it was only last week I had my virtual summit, right? You can could have, you could have come and talk to people about you know business fraud, and you know I'm just thinking, oh, that was a big opportunity I've just missed out. When did I know you sooner? That's okay. We'll make up for it. Okay, we'll we'll sort something out because that just sounds amazing. And Mark, you're amazing as well. But this is business fraud. It's like <laughs> it's business fraud. Like it's it's it's. It's really, really real. Billions of dollars are lost every year to occupational fraud. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, well, I will be the nice hostess and I will ask you, what would you like to drink? I will take a cup of herbal tea, please. No sugar. What type of herbal tea? Um, let's see. Do you have lemon or an orange flavor? I like fruit, fruity flavors. Um, I've got a lemon flavored tea. That sounds great. Okay. What would you like with your lemon tea? Just just the tea. No sugar, no nothing. Okay. Is that a girly tea? Does it make it a girly tea? Yes. Well, yes, it's definitely not a manly tea. <laughs> 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 it's definitely not. I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> So whilst I'm getting that ready, what would you like to have with your tea? Um, I think I'll just have the tea as well. Just the tea. Just the tea. Yeah, you guys are so simple, not complicated, no for um funny things. Because I've had people come and they ask me for the weirdest things that I've never even heard, and I think maybe it's just an American thing. Because you know, here we just want our simple, you know, simple stuff. Simple is good. Can I tell you guys a joke, right? And this is just my bad, my really, really bad joke, right? But can okay. I share it? So, <clears throat> right, so. Okay, bring, bring it on. <laughs> it's probably really bad, but, you know, I love saying it. So there was this thing, right? We, um, you know, when they first discovered that, you know, men can go into space um, and then the Russians went into space and then the uh, Americans went into space and then they discovered zero gravity. So when they came back to Earth, you know, there was now a mad rush for the first person who could then make a pen that can survive or can work in zero gravity, right? So Americans, they spent millions and millions of dollars, you know, trying to invent this pen. Do you know what the Russians did? 
What? They got a lead pencil. Thank you for laughing at my silly joke. <laughs> that was bad. It was good, but it was bad. Summer, but I just think it's quite funny. <laughs> Okay, maybe not then. Anyway. <laughs> As I said, it was bad. It was good, but it's bad. Anyways. Right, so now I've heard quite a bit about, you know, how you guys started and whatnot, right? And just because today I've just got baby brains. How did you, one of the thing, key things, you know, that we talked about at my virtual summit last week, you know, um, you know, was marketing strategies, um, you know, that, you know, when you're starting out um, as a business, you know, key things that you can take and put, you know, in place. But what I was quite keen or I'm quite keen to find out from you guys, and you seem to have a lot of experience, is how, what is your personal branding or how do you make, or let me start again, what is personal branding and how can you, or how did you make your personal brand mark i mean like you know we'll, we'll give we'll put the, t the the question down to the gentleman and you know what 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 do you think personal branding is and how did you make your personal brand sure. when you started especially since you're you've done different careers sure one of the key things is you have to understand you have a brand uh, a lot of folks my age, and I've said I'm in my 60s now, will go, I don't have a, I am not a brand. And the reality is your brand in the olden days was your reputation. Yes. And that tended to go along with you from job to job, place to place, but typically was within your community. Now, uh, your brand is how you are perceived online, uh, by people. I like to use Jeff Bezos's quote, uh, your brand, your personal brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Mm. Now, mm. the key piece here is your brand, your, for jobs, you are competing with people all over the world. Yeah. Right. And I, I have a buddy who used to do a presentation called 150 Monkeys in Cyberspace. And the concept is you can maintain about 150 relationships in your life. And in the old days, that would be in your neighborhood, in your job. Today, that could be anywhere. With the internet, it's, it's everywhere. I, I, I use the example when I left my last corporate gig, uh, I had friends all over the world. Yeah. I had one young lady who was my, one of my partners, my business partners, uh, in Hong Kong, and uh, Emily used to refer to me as Uncle Mark. Okay. You know, very endearing, and, and we met in person twice, right? In over over a four year period. But it was the the fact is is your brand is how you are perceived, and you have to control that now. Mm. This is particularly in the days of social media. In fact. Um, I did a review of a book called The Reputation Economy. We have reached the point where it is more expensive to delete data than to add more storage. Yeah. So everything you publish, it never goes away. So your brand is how you are perceived. And more importantly, how do you want to be perceived? 
And one of the things I do with my clients is, you know, go ask, go ask three people, you know, at work and three people, you know, from uh, in your personal life. Can you give me three to five phrases that describe me? Hmm. And I guarantee you, you will see a difference between the people who know you in your personal life and people know you in your professional life. Mm, mm, the The reason why when we take a job and we go to work, we become actors. We play a role. And one of the challenges, do you even know you've done that? A lot of us, and I'm an introvert, I became, I acted like an extrovert. Why? I get paid more money doing that. (laughs) (laughs) So you, you have to get out of your own head and... And ask people. I also refer to this as MSU syndrome. Um, make stuff up. <laughs> and you can take stuff and replace it with the appropriate word. Um, but the key piece here is is to get out of your own head. Start figuring out how you are perceived. And is that how you want to continue to be perceived? And if I want to make a move, how do I control that? And I can do that through social media, publishing. I mean, I've written three books. I said, I'm a recovering engineer. If a recovering engineer can write three books, anybody can write a book. True. Okay. In fact, I've got a podcast on uh, how I wrote three books without ever writing a book. (laughs) That sounds interesting. (laughs) So, yes, it's... It, it's how you are perceived, and yes, you do have a brand, whether you like it or not. How about you, Benedict? What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of stuff that Mark said. Basically, your your personal brand is is the perception that other people have of you. And the beauty of the time that we live in now with social media is we get to we have some control over that perception. And so um, when you are creating your personal brand, it is important that you are putting things out that line up with your personal brand. And, and it's also important that you're careful not to put out things that don't line up with your brand. Um, but so. okay, can I just interrupt and ask a quick question, right? Let's say someone is just starting out as an author or as a business person, as an entrepreneur, mompreneur, bloggerpreneur, whatever preneur there is, right? Mm-hmm. How, okay, no, scratch that, right? When you were starting out, right, how did you decide what your personal brand would be? So for me, um, my, my company is By the Book Accounting. And the reason that I named it By the Book Accounting is because I've always been a rule follower. Um, so integrity is important to me and doing things right and by the book, according to the rules. Those are all things that have always been important to me, even as a little girl, I, you know. And so with me, it was really about putting out things that would line up with the things that I believed in, the things that were important to me. So integrity was important to me. So not only following the rules, but doing what you say that you're going to do and, and upholding it. And so it takes time. It's, it's not branding is not something that a lot of times people think that branding is getting colors and getting a logo and 
sticking up a website and now you're branded. No, it actually takes time. And I don't believe that the personal brand that I have today, it did not happen overnight. I've been an entrepreneur for over almost 20 years. It's, it's been a process. Um, and so for someone that get, that's getting started, you have to start with the end in mind. What is it that you want people to see? And then you have to kind of uh, reverse engineer it and start putting out the information that is going to take, that's going to lead you to where you're trying to go. Hmm. That's, that's, that's quite, that's quite interesting. Cause I think, you know, most times when people think about personal brand, um, you know, they assume that it's the color scheme that you use, you know, like how, you know, there's that Coca-Cola red that people are familiar with and people right. are familiar mm -hmm. with that McDonald's yellow, or is it orange, whatever the, the shade is. And, you know, sometimes people just think, oh, okay, you know, it's about getting that media, you know, package, but it's quite interesting to find out that, you know, your personal brand, you know, especially for an author or a service provider is actually more to do with your reputation, what people think about you when they think about you and you're not there. Um, for instance, um, okay, you know, that's, that's quite interesting. Mark, so when you were starting out, did you think about it in this way? Um, and how did you re reverse engineer the process? What was it that you did that was unique to your journey that somebody could learn from? Because I'm all about learning stuff. Because I feel like I do, I can never, nobody knows everything. And I know I'm always looking for a way to learn from, you know, from people who have been there before me. Yeah. Yeah. The key piece here is I've always been very good at creating brand labels for myself. Okay. So I use the example, when I worked for IBM, I was a geek that could speak or an articulate techno weenie, which we know is an oxymoron. <laughs> so I was, I, I was always good at doing that for myself. But when I finally left that world and went and started my business, I went and got help. I hired a branding expert. Um, and, and, we spent a lot of time talking back and forth and going, okay, <clears throat> what were the right words? And I used to always say all my career changes were all half-step career changes. In other words, I had one foot in the old world, one foot in the new world. And by the way, there was always a relationship that took me across. Hmm. And in working with my one branding effort, uh, expert, Ginny uh, Murphy, we came up with the term pivot because that's essentially what I was always doing. And so we came up with career pivot. From that, we came up with the logo. Um, and by the way, I have no artistic skills, zero, zip, none. Okay. <clears throat> so when I, when we got the logo, I have a big, I, I'm affiliated with a big job club. I took all the logo designs, took them down to the job club and said, guys, what do you think? And I had about 100 people look at them and say, yeah, we like this one, this one, this one here, da, da, da. And I crowdsourced. Uh, in other words, I got out of my own head. Hmm. And when I, st the, the tagline, Repurpose Your Career, I used as the name of my book. But again, when I went to go do the book cover, I once again hired someone, Mami Serwa, who's now in Ghana, um, to do my book cover design. And again, once again, we crowdsourced the images and she put me through a branding process, i.e. got me out of my head again. So we came up with a book cover design that, again, I have no artistic skills, 
So yeah. I rely on people to help me. But it's, again, the, I, I cannot emphasize enough is I have good sense of who I am, but I still have to get out of my own head and I have to go get help. Mm -hmm. So would you say because, that your personal brand, you know, is more than just your reputation? It's basically everything about you. It, it's how you are perceived. And how you are perceived is based on your appearance, how you behave, how you behave in person, how you behave online, how you write, um, how you sound on a podcast. <laughs> it, it's, it's everything from, uh, I was listening to a, a friend of mine who's a resume writer, and I love her to death, but she sounds horrible on the podcast. Wow. Hmm. I don't, I don't like the tone of her voice and, but you have to understand what are you good at? What aren't you good at and do the things that you are good at. <clears throat> and by the way, get people to do things that you're not good at. True. Get the help. True. And true. Get true. the help. Okay. So if I am, if I understand you both correctly, your personal brand is everything about you. So, not just your reputation and what people think about you, but your appearance, what people perceive about you, you know, the quality of the work that you do. Basically, it's everything about you. The way you sound when you go on a podcast, <laughs> the way you write things. Um, okay, so what, I'm just trying to think now. So what tips would you give to somebody, you know, using your personal experience? Because I know that, Benedette, you've said, that it's not just something that happens overnight. You know, it's a continuous um, effort, you know, that takes time and patience. And your journey has taken you over 20 years to, to get to where it is. But then if someone was starting out as an author, for instance, how do you, you know, sort of reverse engineer where you want to go? Well, well I would say if, as, the, oh, as the author... Um, one, you got whatever it is your book is about, you know, so you may be the person who's sharing tips or sharing things from your book so that people become familiar with the information that you are sharing, you know, or the, the information that's in your book. So, for instance, my book, Business Blueprint, it talks about the things that you need to know to, to start and run your business. And so when I share information from my books is tips on how, how to start your business. So today I may share a tip on um, selecting an accountant or selecting an attorney or um, tips on selecting a bank for to do business with and just sharing those little tips on a consistent basis to where people get accustomed to seeing certain things from you. Um, I feel like I have um, branded myself in a way that there are certain things that people know to come to me for. Um, and Thank as an author, that's what you want. You want to brand yourself in the area of, that you have an expertise so that people know that you are the go-to person in that, in that particular area. Right. What do people come to you for? So for me, people come to me when they want to start a business. Um, people come to me when they're victims of fraud, unfortunately. Um, people come to me when I'm also a tax accountant. So people come to me for tax preparation. Um, 
And those are the primary reasons that um, people will come to me. And um, and that is beca- not because I said, hey, I can do your taxes, but it's more of, hey, don't forget this tax tip or don't forget this is something that you can do to make your business stronger. This is something that you can do to start your business, right? This is something that you can do to save yourself from fraud. And so when they see all of these things on a consistent basis, they know I'm the go-to person without me saying, hey, I want your business. It's just, hey, here's some information. I'm always giving, giving information and tips. Fabulous. And how about you, Ma? Well, let, well, me, let me make two points. Let, let me make two points. Hmm. One, you have to understand as an author, who is going to read your book? Who is that audience? And by the way, I've developed curriculum in 40 different countries. And one of the things I've always learned is no matter who I think the audience is, I'm always wrong. (laughs) Right? You are not going to attract the exact person you think you're going to attract. Yeah. So it's learning to listen. You have to learn to listen. And so... That's that's absolutely key. The I'm hearing a phone there. Uh, so it's understand <clears throat> it's understanding who you're who you want to attract, and then on the flip side is understanding who you want to attract, and by the way, who you want to repel. <laughs> I like to I like to call this an opportunity magnet. magnets both attract and repel. So it's understanding who exactly do you want. And by the way, who do you not want to work with? Now, most of us, when we start our businesses, we like to say our clients or anybody, the qualifications for a client is anybody with a pulse, (laughs) but that's not the right answer. The answer is there are certain people that you want to work with and there are certain people you can work with, but they suck the life out of you. Mm. So it's understanding and creating that brand. So I'll use the example myself. When I got started with career pivot, I thought I would primarily get, you know, 55 and 60 year olds who want to make career transitions who I typically attract are what I refer to as square pegs. And that is people who have gone into the corporate environment, spent their entire career there and have made themselves miserable primarily because they don't fit and they've spent their careers making themselves fit. By the way, that's what I am. I'm a square peg. I don't fit in the round holes that traditional corporate wanted us to, you know, the roles that corporations want us to. And I made myself do that. Yeah. So in hindsight, now I see that's who I attract. A lot of square pegs. And yes, I attract a lot of square pegs. <laughs> and so I, I, I use, I use the Berkman assessment, which I just adore um, to pick your personality apart. And use that to take you back to when things are really lousy and when things were really good and understand why. Why did certain things in your career work? Why did certain things didn't work? Because then you can start, 
then you can go back and say, I don't want to do that again. Because one of the things we do very often in our career is we tend to make the same mistakes over and over again because yeah. we tend to go back to what is familiar. Believe me, I've done that multiple times. And, and you know, it's kind of like the woman who has an abusive husband. She divorces him. She finally gets away from him, and she goes, marries another guy just like him. <laughs> because it, is, it isn't necessarily good for her. But it's familiar. Sure. Right? And we do that in our careers. And so my goal is to get you to, again, listen. Listen, listen to yourself. Listen to other people. If you're, if you're writing a book, go, you know, understand the target audience you want to attract. You know, uh, test, test it. Talk, get people to read it. Give them opinions. And see, is is this going to attract who I think I'm going to attract? Because the answer is, they're probably different. True, 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 true. Okay, so um, what last tips can you give, um, you know, folks today? You know, what one thing do you know now that you wish you knew when you started? When you started in relation to you know building your personal brand. I was quite blessed. I, when I started this business, I hired a business coach. And oh, you can't afford to hire a business coach. <laughs> well, by the way, I knew I needed one. And what did I do? I asked around, what should I do? And I listened to a lot of, I read a lot of books. I talked to a lot of people. In fact, one of the one of the best things I did before I got started was I interviewed probably a dozen people in the career space. Okay. And said, "Here's what here's what I want to do. Does this make sense?" And rather interesting, I asked a lot of people, "Should I go get certified as a coach?" Yeah. And the answer from every last one of them was, "Don't bother." Really? And wow. primarily because I come out of the learning development space. I've been teaching adults for 20 years. They basically said, Mark, you already know this stuff. Um, and I, I mean, I know adult learning theory. I'm, I'm an expert in it. Um, and by the way, when I went to China, none of my Western adult learning theory worked. Uh, and so it, it's, it's listening and getting advice. And that's the best thing I ever did. Because I was green, I like to say, I was stupid when I got started. I didn't know anything. So I went out and asked and talked to a lot of people. So get out and don't think you know everything. That's, that's quite interesting. Um, something that someone told me, um, you know, a long time ago, might be valid, may not, might not be valid. I guess everything, you know, has... Um, it's all down to how you look at something. You know, the person said, yes, if you have an idea, you shouldn't really go into it in details with people because someone could steal your idea. If you're worried about someone stealing your idea, you will never get it out. It's that simple. People who, if, if you're worried about someone stealing it, you'll probably never, ever get it out of your head. Hmm. That's that's a good point. 
because you're going to get you you need help yes and if you think that you're the only one in the world with the idea <laughs> give, me, give me a break <laughs> what was it they said that nothing is new in this world anymore no you know, i think as, also well, yeah <laughs> when you think about like the, the whole idea thing everybody has to have their own unique way of doing there are lots of career coaches but they're probably there's only one mark there are lots of tax accountants there are lots of forensic accountants but they're only there's only one bernadette and the way that i do it is not the way that someone else does it and so um when you are i agree that when you get started you have to reach out you have to get help there are just things that you don't know. And if you go into your business thinking that you know everything and you don't need any help, you're going to fail. Um, that is not, it's not a if, it is a when. You will fail um, because you have to go into the business knowing that at some point you are going to need the help of someone else. And don't worry about someone taking your idea because people can copy you, but they can't duplicate you. you they, they can't be you. Like they can try I, you know, I've seen people do some of the stuff that I do, but a lot of times when you are not working in, um, you're not authentic in your work, you don't last. Yeah. You can't, you know, you can't be, you can't, it's, it's like holding your breath. You can only hold your breath so long before you have to come up for air, you know, and that's what happens when you try to be someone else, but you know, no one can be you. So I would just say to the person who's afraid to reach out, help i mean you don't reach out to just any and everybody you want to vet people you want to check their credentials check their references and things like that but don't get so shy about reaching out for help that you miss out on an opportunity of of getting it getting your getting your idea out there hmm. um you know yeah let me let me tee off something off what bernadette said and that is what i always tell people is figure out what you're not good at or what you don't like to do. Right. And then get other people to do them. To do it. Yep. Yep. Sure. Yep. I totally because agree. Yeah. You you can't do you will, everything. You will burn out. <laughs> You'll burn out. Yeah. True. Something that I learned um, recently, well, maybe not that recently, but, if, you know, let's call it relatively recently, that I wish I knew um, before. Um, was, you know, and obviously this is not related to personal branding, it's just more from a business point of view. The most successful type of business owners are the people whose businesses can run without them having to make daily input into the business. If your business cannot succeed without you putting yourself into the equation every single day, then it's likely not going, it's not got, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not got longevity. It's not going to be able to go because imagine if you ever fell ill, then your business would come crashing down. If you had to take time off, your business would come crashing down, crashing down. Right. Yeah, it's, it's well, about scaling your businesses. And you have to, if you don't scale your business, meaning that if you don't, in, you don't get others to help you in your business, one, your business never grows. And it's not really a business. It's just a job that you own. Yes. Good, good, good way to put it. But anyways, you know, it's been fun having you guys, but you know, I do love kicking people out, you know. I've been <laughs> nonstop 30 minutes. I need to go and get my hot chocolate. It's getting quite chilly in here now. <laughs> so, any final words of wisdom before I kick you out? 
Well, please don't kick us out. We'll just we'll see ourselves out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, well, anything wisdom. I would well, say but- um just I would like to, to hone in on the importance of engaging with those who like Mark said, the people who do the things that you don't do well. Um, because it's it's a waste of your time. It's not a good use of your time when you're spending time doing if you don't, if you're not good at numbers, then you don't need to be keeping your books. If you're not um, the salesperson, then maybe you need to hire someone else to do that. You know, you want to spend your time in the business doing the things that you do well because that's the best use of your time. Fabulous, Mark. Yeah, I th- let me tee something on top of that. You want to work on your business, not in your business. Mm. So I'll use the example. I am very technical. You want, you want me to write JavaScript? I can write JavaScript. But I have somebody developing my membership site right now. I'm paying someone to do it. Why? Because I'm working on my business, not in my business. Mm. Now, you can't kick me out because I'm in my closet recording this and I'm going to come out of the closet when we're done here. That's why no kicking out that, but you know, it's been an absolute pleasure, you know, chatting with you guys. And I feel that I've, I've, you know, an idea or two, um, you know, from you guys. And that's the beauty why I do like chatting with people because I always feel like I can, I can get a snippet of information or learn something new that I possibly didn't know um, before. So thank you so much for taking the time to come and, you know, chat with me in my virtual cafe. And no, I'm not going to kick you out. I'll just show you the door. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) But it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Okay, 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 wait. Just wait. Before Before I show you the door, we'll start with Benedette this time. If people want to connect with you, how do they do that? Are you on Twitter? Are you on Facebook? Do you have a website? Shoot. Yes. So I am the easiest way to connect with me would be um, trustbernadette.com. That's T-R-U-S-T Bernadette, B-E-R-N-A-D-E-T-T-E.com. And Trust Bernadette is also my social media handle. So you can find me on all social media platforms at Trust Bernadette. Okay, perfect. And how about you, Mark? You can reach me. My email address is Mark. It's M-A-R-C. My mama knew how to spell (laughs) at careerpivot.com. My website is careerpivot.com. You also can hit the contact me button at the top of the page and that'll send me a note. You can find me on career pivot uh, on Twitter. Um, If you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, just send me a uh, connection request. I am Mr. Miller or Mr. Miller. My initials are Mr. My mom <laughs> gave me those initials so I get some respect. And uh, and you can find me on Facebook at Career Pivot. Fabulous! Thank you so much again. Um, it's been a pleasure having you. And fingers crossed, I might see you guys sometime again soon on the show. Sounds great. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs>